we have an opportunity. We always feel like we're just one person and what can one person do? But the reality is one person can truly change the world. Truly. And it doesn't have to be through these big, magnificent kind of events in our life. In actuality, they can happen every single day, but you just have to be willing to be aware of other human beings and the impact that you have on their life. It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to EML Radio. So today's topic is on how much of an impact each of us can have on the lives of others. So I got to tell you, this was not a topic that was even on my schedule or in my agenda. I didn't take any notes beforehand. This just came to mind from a personal experience that I just had this week. And I just, my mind was flooded with how important this topic is right now and how timely it is that I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to wing it and share with you what's on my mind. So let me start by telling you a story. So I am choosing not to send my daughter back to our public school right now because of the mask mandate. And then also they're choosing to go to kind of a rotational schedule, which I don't support. And then additionally, it doesn't work for our family. So anyway, I found an alternative solution and I was enrolling my daughter in this new school and they required proof of guardianship because Scarlett, my daughter, obviously she's adopted from China and her birth certificate doesn't show our names on it. So long story short, my husband and I got out all of our adoption paperwork, which we haven't looked at for a really long time. Scarlett's 13 now, she'll be 14 next month. Um, So it's been a while. So he pulls out our adoption certificate and it's in this red, you know, like kind of like hardbound case. And we open it up and there is this picture which just happens to be the very first family portrait that was taken at the Chinese consulate office the day that we adopted her. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then we'll definitely put the image up here. You can see it in just a second. But if you're just listening, you can see the image on either my Instagram account or on my Facebook page. And I posted it today, which is August 28th. So anyway, the picture is now at this time truly hysterical. It's like, for one, we're in this room in a foreign country with about, oh, 15 to 20 strangers, not the way you're used to like bringing a new baby into your family. And we're at the U.S. consulate office, and I am not exaggerating. It is probably 120 degrees in the room. (laughs) Freaking sky is completely pitch black because of all the pollution. So, needless to say, just a really, really stressful time. Not to mention, like, we're going to become parents and to a child that we have absolutely no idea. The only thing that we had and the only thing that we knew about our daughter, we had gotten just kind of like a literally only a tiny bit bigger than a postage stamp picture of her 
and information about where she was abandoned. That's all we knew. We knew she was a cute little bugger and had this big full head of black hair. So we're in the U.S. consulate office that day, and we're in there probably with about 15 other families waiting to be joined with their kids. And they start bringing these kids into the room, and each of them had a name tag on in order to identify. It had their Chinese name on it, and then it had their adoptive parents' names on it so that you really could be matched with the right child. And so we're scouring the room for the kid with the thickest, bushiest black hair and the biggest, roundest eyes you've ever seen. And they bring our daughter in. She's got this beautiful, just little soft pink flowery dress on. And she was absolutely tiny. We had no idea like how underweight she was at that time. But anyway, so they walk her into the room. And as they start, you know, matching families up with these children, they hand us our daughter and she (laughs) completely loses her mind. She is like screaming. When you see the picture, you'll know why this is so funny. Like in the picture, she literally is like straight arm fisting us, (laughs) pushing us away. We're trying to smile and act like we're super happy and excited. And the reality was we were scared shitless. We were like, oh my God, what did we just do? This kid hates us. And she was just completely terrified. But anyway, so the picture brought back, I showed it to Scarlett. She just giggled. She was like, oh my God, why am I just like screaming like that? I'm like, baby, you were so terrified. You had no idea what was going on in your life. Scarlett was fortunate enough to be fostered by a wonderful couple in China that we never met, but took lots of pictures for us. And she went from that loving environment put in a van, driven three, four-hour drive in that kind of heat, and then all of a sudden just turned over to people that she had absolutely no idea who they were. So I told her, I'm like, babe, that's exactly why you were screaming like that. So anyway, after we had a good laugh, my husband and I, it just brought back so many vivid memories of that day. And I spent a lot of time looking at that photo last night. And I wrote a post about it today on my social media because when I look at that picture, it was just this glaring reminder to me about how much of a difference just one person can make in the life of another. Now, this is a principle that I actually do live by every day. But to be honest with you, right now, it's really hard to stay focused on that. Like everything in the world feels like it's just so out of our control, especially now going into this really heated political season that we're in that's going to happen for, you know, the rest of this year. And it's just so easy to feel like we don't have control. But that picture of our family on day one which was a really hard day, one of the most beautiful and happiest times of our life. But I'd be lying if I said that it was just all happy. It wasn't. Like we were all completely frightened. And I personally was completely overwhelmed. I did not know what to do with this kid that was just screaming in my face and there was nothing I could do to console her. But anyway, it's that picture is a reminder to me about if we're willing to just face some things that are difficult, 
if we're willing to not just take the easy route, if we're willing to make ourselves vulnerable and put ourselves out there and do what is in our heart, we have the opportunity to change even just one person's life. That's all it takes. It takes each of us doing something within our heart that can completely change the course of someone else's life. Now, for our family, you know, that whole journey really started with the birth of my first daughter, Catherine Rachel, who, you know, I was diagnosed that she probably had a chromosome abnormality when I was early on. I think that the first testing came back at like 16 months. And then we got it confirmed when I was 16 months. She's that's a long pregnancy. <laughs> Sorry, I told you I didn't take any notes. You got to bear with me. That it was at about 16 weeks. All of my final testing to confirm that she had a fatal chromosome abnormality was at about 20 weeks. And we were told, obviously, it was our decision, whatever we wanted to do. There was never a question in our mind that our daughter deserved to live. Now, a lot of people, and I would probably say the vast majority of people that knew what was happening in our life would say to me, you know, why wouldn't you just have an abortion? Why would you do this to yourself? And honestly, I just never thought that way. I understand some people do. I don't agree with it. And I still attribute that to like the grace of God that he gave me some grace and strength within myself to say like, human life isn't in my hands, it's in God's hands. And who am I to say that she doesn't have a chance at living? And to be completely honest, I just wanted to be able to see her alive. For me, I wasn't going to do anything kind of extenuating to prolong her life and cause any suffering to her. But I also wanted to give her that opportunity to be born alive. And I wanted her to have the opportunity to show people that got to meet her and that found out about her story and still continue to learn about her story for those people to realize like how precious every human life is and how much each of us matter. Now, this is not some discussion along abortion and whether you agree with it or not. I just have the right to tell you my story and the reason I have the beliefs I have. So my understanding and appreciation for how much every single life can impact another life started with my firstborn daughter. Her life was minutes long, but she changed my life, my husband's life for the better and so many countless others that were in the room that got to meet her and hold her. And then also all the people, even like you today listening or watching this, where Go read about her story, learn more about her story, and you'll realize how much every single life matters. She had the opportunity to do that in just a couple of minutes. So through that and that heartache and loss, that brought us five years later to adopting our daughter, Scarlett, which was not an easy route. But we learned from those experiences just how important it is to embrace struggle. Embrace difficulty because if you do it, you are guaranteed to change someone else's life for the better. And we didn't just change Scarlett's life for the better. Sure, we gave her an opportunity that being born and orphaned in China, she would not have. That's just a fact. But what she did for our lives is tenfold 
what we ever did for hers. She gave us a life we otherwise never would have had. And thanks to her birth mother, I tell her this like on a weekly basis, Scarlett, I am just so thankful to your birth mother that she gave you the opportunity for you to be my daughter. So Scarlett's birth mother's decision to allow her to live, that changed our life. Through, through that one decision, look at how many lives that decision impacted by giving Scarlett a life. And then my daughter's, my first daughter's death, bringing me all the way across the world and opening my heart to adopting and how many lives that changed. So my point here, guys, is we have an opportunity. We always feel like we're just one person and what can one person do? But the reality is one person can truly change the world, truly. And it doesn't have to be through these big, magnificent kind of events in our life. In actuality, they can happen every single day, but you just have to be willing to be aware of other human beings and the impact that you have on their life. So there's a practice that my coach, Ben Newman, who is just a phenomenal performance coach and helping me sort through a lot of things in my business and my personal life. And one practice that we've been implementing now for about a month is what he calls the rake, which is the random act of kindness every single day. And it's on my board, my inspirational board here at my office. I also keep it on my desk at home. And it's a reminder that just one random act of kindness, we never know whose life we are impacting. And it can be simple things. It can be holding the door open for someone that looks like they're having a bad day. It can be giving someone a genuine compliment and our daughter, Scarlett, this actually kind of warmed my heart when we were on our RV trip over the last couple of weeks. We had gone and rented a bike and we're touring around this little seaside town in Oregon. And we got done and we were all really hungry and we were going to have some lunch. And Scarlett said, well, you know, I think before we go have our lunch and enjoy our day, I think we need to do our rake for the day. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was a parenting high point. <laughs> we all have to latch onto those because we don't always have them, right? So there was this homeless couple with a dog that was across the street from us. And so we don't believe in giving homeless people just money because we never know how they're going to use it. But I will always help to feed someone. And so we went across, long story short, went across, bought them a pizza, got them some dog treats and dropped those off to that homeless couple and their dog before we sat down and had our lunch. Now. That was a small thing, right? But we never know what kind of impact we can have on other people's lives. At least those people had a meal for that day. So I would challenge each of you to look around and to start building awareness in your everyday life. How can you do just the simplest random act of kindness to help someone else that you may have absolutely no idea the impact you're having on their life? One thing that I think is really important that we all recognize too, is that we are living in a time where the world is choosing to dehumanize one another. We are talking about political issues and ethical issues and humanitarian issues, but we're talking about them in the framework of an issue. 
We are not looking at these issues in terms of the humanity that is behind them. That is so dangerous. And at the risk of sounding overly dramatic, guys, you have to realize that the Holocaust happened not because of one government, not because of one evil human being. The Holocaust happened because people got to a point where they completely dehumanized one another. Think about that. 10 million Jews were killed. Like when I'm a World War II buff. But when you step back and really think about that, even in my mind, as much as I know about it, I'm like, how the fuck did that ever happen? How were people watching Jewish people walk down the street and spitting on them, knowing they were going to a concentration camp? How did human beings, everyday human beings, these were not people within the government. These were everyday people like you and I. How did that happen? It happened because we allowed dehumanization of others. And we are doing that same thing today. The way people talk to one another online, the way people insult and just sling horrible language and insults to one another on social media, that is dehumanizing. Ask yourself this, how do you speak about others in your own home? How do you speak about the opposite political party and people that are members of that within your own home? Do you speak about it in terms of issues that you don't agree with? Or do you speak about it in dehumanizing language? Because if you do that, you're part of the problem. I don't care what side you're on. If you talk in a dehumanizing language about people that disagree with you in front of your kids, you're teaching your kids to dehumanize others. That is something collectively we cannot allow to happen. We can't. Because when we dehumanize each other the way we are on the path right now, this is not going to end well for any of us. So I hope this story really just kind of helped you come back to the reality of how much you matter, how much all of us matter. And we have the choice every single day to just get caught up in the hatred and the negative talk and the feeling of being out of control in what's happening with our lives, or we have the choice to turn inward, block out all of that nonsense, and remember that each of us has the opportunity to change another person's life every single day that we are blessed enough to open our eyes for another day. I would encourage all of us to make that at the forefront of our purpose right now, to help change the lives of others in the world around you, even in the smallest of ways. So here's the truth I'm going to leave you with today. We all share the same human existence. It doesn't matter where we live. It doesn't matter the color of our skin. It doesn't matter what country we were born in. We all share the same human experience. And that is, we are born. Every human is born. We all go through struggle, joy, envy, every human emotion imaginable. We all share those same emotions. And we all die. That's it. That's the human experience. We're born. We live a lifetime, no matter how long or short, of human emotions, and we die. We have to remember that no matter our differences, 
We are all in this together and we all share the same human experience. So thanks for tuning in today, guys. Thanks again for bearing with me, considering I had zero notes and this was just kind of off the cuff. In fact, I was in my workout clothes and I wasn't even actually ready to record a podcast today, but I just had to turn on the mic and let this all out. So if you liked this topic, one podcast that I would really encourage you go listen to right now is the podcast. I'm not exactly sure what number it is, but it's nice is easy. Kindness takes work. Go listen to that one. It's short, but it's super powerful and it'll really help remind you that you matter. You can make a difference in the world, no matter how big or small. And at the end of the day, that usually requires a lot of work and some difficulty, but the responsibility is yours. And all change starts with each and every one of us. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. 